right. Hello and welcome to the next and newest episode of Raging Witchcraft, the podcast. I am your host, as always, Sid. And today we're going to be talking or getting into religion or the lack thereof. Um, so to start off, I was a little weary of doing a podcast surrounded by this because there is a lack thereof when it comes to the way that I grew up, the way that I was raised, etc., etc. Now, I know that in previous episodes, for example, um, my first ever episode, I talked about, you know, the lack of religion in my life or my path. Um, and then I know, I know that I've had episodes with guests who we've kind of gotten on that conversation on that subject where, again, there was a lack thereof. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really grow up with it. And that's kind of why I named the episode what I did because of the fact that I I can't fully relate because, you know, I have friends, I have people who I used to be friends with, I have people who have come across, people I've done um, services for, people I have had conversations with that, you know, were raised Christian, Catholic, etc. And I'm just like, I kind of just sit there with this look on my face. And I'm just like, I like, I genuinely I don't I don't really know what to say. Like, granted, I know of the religion, I know, you know, enough, but it's not like I was raised in it, right? So we're going to kind of get into, first and foremost, the little bit of time that I was in. I don't want to say that I was religious because, you know, I was too fucking young to know what the fuck we were doing. It was just, I can't even say that I was religious. Um, so going back, I know that this was before before we moved into the new house. And we moved in, into the new house when I was like six or seven. So it, it was before then. Um, had to have been before then. Had to have been before then. I don't even remember, y'all. I just know that I was really young. Really young. And my parents and my grandparents would go to church every Sunday. And sometimes we would um, stay over at my grandparents' house and go with them or my parents would meet my grandparents at their house and we would all follow each other or whatever it may be. Um, and they all went to the big church. And then my sister and I, you know, my sister's five years older than I am. So say that this was when I was like six, right? So my sister was 11. She was more comprehensive. One of these days I need to get my sister onto this podcast so we can talk talk about like the way we grew up and everything, but we'll get there. Um, but she's five years older than me. So at the time she was like 11, 12, 10, somewhere around there, however the fuck old I was. Um, parents would go to the big church. Grandparents would go to the big church. And we would go to like these, I guess like little Sunday class type things. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like we were all, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I can visualize it and I can see it in my head and I can remember those memories and like distinctly remember like the teacher that was there it was a woman she was really pretty and I just I used to remember seeing her and being like oh well you know she looks really pretty I like her dress I like her skirt I want to dress like that one day like things like that um but I know that we would go to those little class type things every Sunday right 
Um, and then it got to a point where, you know, that was an every weekend type thing. And then it kind of just stopped, like just kind of halted almost. Um, I feel like it was gradual. Like we would start only going like a couple weeks a month and then maybe once a month. And then it just kind of, it kind of stopped. Um, and again, I was really, really young. So, you know, along with the lovely childhood trauma, um, that's one of the things that I really don't remember. Like, I don't really remember learning about anything, but I do know that getting older, um, I became friends with this boy who lived in the neighborhood and my mom became really good friends with one of our neighbors who was, who worked with the boy's mom and everybody lived in the same neighborhood. It was, our neighborhood was toxic y'all. Um, but (laughs) if anybody who knows me who lives in that neighborhood or lived in that neighborhood, um, I'm sorry, but yeah. Um, (laughs) but I became friends with him and he ended up being like, we ended up being really close, like best friend, like brother, sister type relationship. And it just, I remember when I met him and like when we became friends, I just, I was like, oh my gosh, like I've always wanted a brother. And like, I know that we don't have the same mom, but like, you're like a brother to me and blah, 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 whatever. So I started, it was, it was a mix. So at the same time that I was friends with him, um, I was in sixth or seventh grade um, I think it was middle school, had to have been middle school because I, I became friends with this girl named Nikki and her parents, um, her mom was a teacher and her dad worked at the church that was downtown in the city that I lived in. Now I am from Jacksonville, Florida. I think I've, I think I've said that before, but I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I don't know if anybody has been to Jacksonville, Florida, but if you have, um, downtown, there is a big, 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 big church that is separated by like four or five different buildings. Um, it's Baptist church is what it is. And I think it was, I think it was a Catholic church. Please forgive me all. Cause listen, when I say that I can't relate, I mean that I can't relate. And I mean like, I am really bad with shit like this because of the fact that I cannot relate. Um, but I started hanging out with her a lot and going to her house and spending time with her and spending the night having sleepovers. And I remember um, when that song, ugh, fuck, what is it called? It's by Lana Del Rey. <laughs> it's, by, it's by Lana Del Rey. Um, oh, Summertime Sadness. Summertime Sadness. That's when it was. That's when it was. That's when that. That's when that song became really, really popular, and um, Imagine Dragons started becoming really popular. And like we would make dancing videos in her room, and like, be, like we would make up, <laughs> we would make up like um, choreo choreography to the songs. Sorry, y'all. I'm like having flashbacks right now. But we would make up choreography to these songs and we would make like little dance videos to them. And then once we had the choreography down, we would go to her parents and we would dance for her parents. Um, But I distinctly remember this because this is the first time that I was in like a really big, big church. And I think at this time I was like 11, 12, 13, somewhere around there. Um, Pre-teens, early, like when I started being able to really comprehend shit like this. 
Um, and so I would start going to church with her and every weekend I would go to her house and I would spend the night and wake up the next morning and go to church with her. And again, you know, parents went in the big building and like, I thought that I was going to get kidnapped because we were over here walking downtown Jacksonville by ourselves. Like her parents were out doing whatever for the church and we were walking to the building for church. And then when, once the church got out, we had to go meet her parents and walk on the fucking roads of downtown Jacksonville. And I'm like, I'm going to die. Um, she knew her shit. She knew her shit. But, um, we got to a point where like, I was doing it every weekend and I was going to church with her every weekend. And it was like, when, when I grew up, the fact that I had stopped going to church with my grandparents at such a young age, I think that like at that age, I remembered going and being like, you know, there's something missing in my life. I need, I need something. I need something to believe in. I need something to like, I need a religion. And that was my main thing is because everyone around me, all of my friends, everyone who I went to school with, like everybody had their religion and I didn't. And I was like, you know, my parents aren't religious. We don't go to church. We don't do this. We don't do that. And I'm just like, I, I need something in my life. So I think that's where it really stemmed from. And that's really the whole reason why I was so adamant on like going to church with friends and stuff, because like I didn't have that. And I felt like, okay, you know, if I go to church every weekend and I start, you know, believing in God or becoming religious or whatever it may be, I will have that sense of stability in my life that I didn't have before. Um, and I think that's really what it came from. So, um, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I stopped going to Nikki's house, um, and then going back to the boy that I was friends with. Now, he had invited me, because I guess he knew that I was going to church with this girl, and, like, I had stopped going to church with her and stopped seeing her or whatever. It, I, no, 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 I think it's because she started going to a different school. She started going to this school called Mayport and it was, uh, it was farther away and it was like for smart kids and I just, she had no time. So I just, I never, you know, really saw her again after that. And it sucks because it's like, who else has, you know, I know that I'm not the only one who this has happened to because like, God damn, these core memories are starting to like flare up in my head right now where you've had these childhood friends where you used to go to their house all the time and spend the night with them, have sleepovers, like your parents knew their parents and vice versa. And like, it just, you always spent time together. And then all of a sudden you just didn't. All of a sudden you just didn't. I know I'm not the only one who went through that. But um, that's when I started going to church with my friend, my other friend, um, the boy. Um, and his church was so, so much different than mine. It was, um, it was in a different part of Jacksonville. And now those of you who know Jacksonville know that there's like a million and one different parts of Jacksonville. It's a fucking huge ass place. Like it's, it's huge. It's huge. Um, takes like 40 minutes to get from one side of town to the other. Um, but his church was a lot different, but it was like the people were really welcoming. Like, I'm not saying that the when I went to church with Nikki, like those people weren't welcoming, but it's like those people were more prim and proper. 
than the church that I was going to with my other friend, you know? So it was just, it was really different. And, you know, it was more fun. And they had like, so the church with Nikki, when you went in, you went upstairs in the elevator, whatever, went to whatever floor that the the church was being held on. And for, they had like different age groups. And for this age group, the age group that I was in, we went into this little room And I want to say this room was probably about as big as the witchy room, like my witchy room that I'm sitting in. Not that big, almost as big as a bedroom, if that, like very small with, you know, whoever was in charge sitting in this, like by the window. And then everybody else was kind of like in a circle around them. And that's when they would start reading the Bible. And I remember like everybody pulling out their Bibles and I'm just sitting there like, (laughs) I don't have one. (laughs) I don't have one. Um, so when I went to church with my other friend, you know, same thing, same concept, you know, the older people went to church in the big building and then, you know, there was a separate church being, or separate service, I guess, being held for like the kids and the younger people, um, and a separate building. So we went to that building and I walked in and like, there's name tags, you have to be checked in, this and that. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I just get myself into? Um, I remember the first time going and we were standing in line. He was like, don't worry. Like, you're going to be okay. I'm just going to say you're with me. And you're just, you wanted to come to church with me. And like, it's going to be all right. So I had to put a name tag on. And like, it was just, it was weird. So we went in and I remember seeing, so it was like, I don't remember, like the building wasn't like a building. It was more like a mobile home size type thing like you walked in and the door was on one side and right when you walked in you have pool tables and like games and all of this fun stuff and then you look over to the other side the other end of the building and that's where all of the there's round tables a million like literally so many tables with chairs around them for everybody and then there was a stage And, you know, everybody would come in, they would wait a little bit, everybody would be playing their games, talking, whatever. And then um, it got to the point where, you know, after everybody was there, chilling, talking, whatever, they'd be like, all right, everybody has to sit down. Sorry, y'all. A bitch got cut off. Cut off. But everybody would sit down and, you know, listen to whoever was on the stage. And it was a little bit, it was not a little bit, it was a lot different than, you know, going to church with Nikki because... This church, the way that they did things was, I guess they try to like keep it more fun where, you know, they would stand on the stage, they would say their things and blah, 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 and like almost act it out. So I went to church with him for, it wasn't every single week, but it was, it was often. Um, And, you know, I went to church with a lot of different friends during my early teenage years. Um, there was this girl who moved in down the street from me who I ended up becoming really good friends with because my neighborhood was literally full of dudes. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, thank God. Like there's a girl, she's my age, whatever. So we started hanging out and, um, her parents are Haitian. So they are very religious, very like God, let's go to church every single Sunday, set time, you know, church, eat, church, lunch, go home, church, lunch, go home every single Sunday. So one, one day that I spent the night with her, um, you know, she wanted me to spend the night and her mom was like, well, you know, we have church in the morning. If you know, she wants, she hasn't me, if she wants to go, then 
by all means, go ahead. So I ended up doing it. I ran home, um, grabbed something to wear to church, and then um, ended up going with her the next day. Now, this church was different, too. <laughs> um, it was one of those churches that's like huge building. Adults, kids, teenagers, everybody's in the same building. Um, it's not separate like the other churches that I've been to. Everything is the same. And we went in and it was just, we found a seat. And let me tell you, it looked like I was at a fucking opera or something because of how many people were there. And, you know, they got on the stage and they, you know, had projectors and screens and all that big stuff. And I was like, this is the first time that I've ever been to, to a church like that. So it was kind of like crazy for me. Um, and then, you know, at the end they were reciting, um, a verse and obviously I did not know this verse. So I kind of just kept my head down and was like, you know, yeah, y'all can finish this while I just pretend like I know what I'm doing. Um, so I, I went to church quite a few times and then eighth grade is when I became friends with my best friend, Sarah, um, her and I don't really talk that much anymore, um, but she still is in my heart my best friend, um, and I love her to death. And she one day invited me to go to a lock-in. It was the church's lock-in um, where, you know, if you've ever been to a church lock-in, all the kids get together in one building at the church with chaperones, and then they lock you in from this time of night to this time in the morning. Like it's literally a complete overnight thing. Um, I don't even think, I think it's a 24 hour thing actually. Cause I remember going in like the morning slash afternoon with her. Um, and <laughs> that's where I met my first little, <laughs> my first little teenage fling. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that though. We'll get to that. So we went to the lock-in and it was fun. It wasn't like super churchy. Um, they would have like sit downs every few hours where everybody would need to go upstairs and sit down and pull out their Bibles and do like a quick like Bible lesson or whatever it may be. But it was, it was fun. Like they had dodgeball, they were playing games. And then we went to, um, we went to late night bowling yeah, it was bowling. We went to nighttime bowling and that was really fun. And we did that until about like two in the morning. And then we all got back in the van and went back to the church and played more games and played this and played that. And it, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Um, and going there was like, I was like, I love this. Like if it can be like this every time, like I would love to go to church. Um, but that was really the gist of my quote unquote religion. So I was a very stubborn child. And every time I went to church, like it was really hard for me to relate. It was really hard for me to listen. It was really hard for me to read. It was really hard for me to learn because I just, I knew that something was off, but it was like, I was almost forcing myself to continue to do it because I was like, I, I need that sense of stability. I need something to believe in. I need something to do with myself. I like, I need that. And it essentially kind of, it almost fucked me up in a way because it was like, why? Like, you know, that something is off, you know, that you don't want to really be doing this. So why are you doing it? But at the same time, it's like, my mind was like, bitch, you need that stability. So just stay, do this, just fake it till you make it type shit, you know? 
And it was really shitty of my, of me. And I feel like I wasted time when, when it came to my friends and shit, because each time we would go to church, each time I would go to church with a friend, it was like, I would sit there during the lessons or the excerpts or the recite, um, uh, not recitals, but less whatever. And I would just be so zoned out. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to learn. It was like, it wasn't, instead of pulling me towards it, it was like I was being pushed away from, from the lessons, from the religion, because it was just so, as soon as that pastor started talking, my mind instantly was like, you don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. You do not want to be here. But it was like, again, I forced myself to because it's like I needed that sense of stability. So it wasn't like I actually really learned anything. It wasn't like I actually really, you know, caught on or wanted to be there or whatever it may be. It was just really that sense of stability that was like, all of my friends are doing it. Everybody around me has something that they believe in and I don't. So you know what? Let me just fake it till I make it. Um... And it sucks because I have people who come to me and who, you know, want to talk about religious trauma and things like that. And I'm like, I honestly, like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know what to say because I, I can't relate. I can't relate because I forced myself into trying to do it. It wasn't like I had my parents forcing me to do it. It wasn't like I had my grandparents forcing me to do it. I was forcing myself because I saw that everyone around me was doing it. So I felt the need to do it myself too. I felt lost. I felt empty. I felt alone. I just, I felt like I didn't have that one thing that everybody else had and that was religion. And it's a shitty thing to say. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, like talking about this right now, has me in a position where like I'm finally realizing how I force myself to do that. I never really thought about it. I ne- these are all memories that I kind of like pushed to the side where it just wasn't anything that I thought about. It wasn't anything that I paid attention to. It was more so like it's in the past, forget about it, move on type thing. And now that I'm talking about it, like damn <laughs> – I really did that to myself. I really was so unstable, was so lonely and lost that I felt the need to try to force a religion on myself. And that's another reason why I say that I can't relate because, again, it wasn't any, you know adults pushing it on me it was myself pushing it on myself wow I'm wow I didn't even think about that y'all really like I damn so to get off of that shitty subject we're gonna talk about my little fling that I met at that um church lock-in right (laughs) We're going to switch gears real quick because I want to tell you guys about him. His name was Carlos, and he had a friend, Hunter. Rest in peace, Hunter. Um, I We stopped having contact and communicating. Like, it was me and my best friend at the time. And, 
you know, I had Carlos and she had Hunter and we kept communication with them for a couple of years. But after that, you know, we all got older. We all went to, you know, high school and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I don't know exactly what happened. I don't remember, but I do know that Hunter is no longer with us. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, but I remember going in and she knew who they were. She already knew who they were because this was this was her church. She went to church every week and yeah. Um, but we walked in and, you know, sat down and they had like these little cafeteria tables and they were giving us like juice and shit and, you know, getting us all settled and whatever it may be, blah, blah, blah. And um, I remember them walking in. And her looking up and seeing them and being like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they came over to our table and sat across from us. And, you know, just struck, struck up, struck up, struck up a conversation. Um, and that entire night, we had spent time with the both of them. And that was, like, literally, those were the only two people that we spent time with that night. And I remember being, like, literally from the second that I saw Carlos, I was so head over heels. I'm like, this this dude is so cute. Like, I want him in my life. I, he, he's so cute. Um, so, you know, fast forward to, you know, her and I were badasses as kids. I'm just going to say that. Like, our teenage years, me and Sarah, we fucked shit up. We, <laughs> we fucked shit up. We would sneak out. We would break the rules. I ran away from home one time and went straight to her house. And <laughs> it was just, we were, we were bad kids. Um, <laughs> and there was a night where we were talking to them. And they were like, oh, you know, because, again, Jacksonville, it's a very, very big city. It takes a very long time to get from one side of the town to the other. Um, and it was at night where I was spending the night with her and we were talking to them and they were like, oh, you know, we'll ride our bikes to go see you guys. And she lived in an area where it had like a lot of, it was a very, um, it wasn't a neighborhood. It was just streets, like just streets among streets and had a lot of land if you got back to a certain point. And she was like, you know what? Tell them, okay. Tell them, okay. I'll let them know when my parents go to sleep and we will jump out this window and I have to go first because, you know, we don't want the light to go off because if the light goes off, I think my dad's sleeping in the living room and if that light goes off, he's going to see it and he's going to know that we're doing something, blah, blah, blah. Like it was, it was this whole planned out thing. And, um, so that night they ended up letting us know like, Hey, we're on our way. They, these two dudes kid you fucking not, biked for almost an hour to get to us on a bike, on a bike. So you could just imagine like how long that would have taken on foot. Um, so they let us know when they were close so we could go meet them outside. And, you know, we jumped out the window. Mind you, the window that we had to jump out of was so fucking high up. I really don't know how the fuck we got back into this. I really don't know how we got back into the house through that window. Because that window was so... Oh, that's why. That's why. She moved. <laughs> she had to get a step stool or a step ladder from the garage 
and put it outside. So she jumped out first, got the stepladder. I got out, moved the stepladder, closed the window, whatever. And then when we got back in, she went and got the stepladder so I could get in first and then move the stepladder back to the garage so it wasn't sitting out there. And then I had to like pull her back in. It was, <laughs> it was this whole thing. But um, we ended up going outside. We ended up meeting them down the street. I remember seeing them come around the corner on their little bikes and being so excited. I'm like, ah, Carlos is here to see me. Um, <laughs> and we ended up walking down the street to, um, I think, I think this lake, right? So she hit, I think, I think she went to like second base with this dude. I was nervous. I listen, y'all, I kept my virginity until after I turned 18 and was in a relationship. <laughs> so, so I was scared to lose my virginity. Um, and you know, so, so was she, but she was more ballsy than I was, but it, yeah, we both kept our virginities till we were 18 TMI anyways, back to the point. So we ended up going to like this little lake type thing. And Carlos and I sat in one spot and then they were sitting next to us and we were just sitting there talking, whatever. Like they had our arms around us and it was like this whole cutesy thing. And then, um, and then Hunter kind of looks at my friend and goes, you want to go like sit next to that tree, like all the way over there. And she was like, okay, like, let's do it. So they moved all the way over by the tree. And then Carlos and I were over where we were. And I, that's, that's when I had my first like real, real, real kiss. Yeah. Cause that's before I met, that's before I met James. Um, we're not going to talk about James though. He can, he can go rot. Um, but yeah, I think that's when I had my first like, yeah, actual teenage kiss was with Carlos by that lake. Um, and then I think Sarah ended up getting pissed off at something or whatever and being like, you know, we're going to go, we got to go, we got to go. So we ended up going back and whatever. And then, um, sleeping in, but you guys, I met a lot of people. I met a lot of people. And there is actually this girl who I met at my other friend's church who ended up going on America's Got Talent and getting pretty damn far into America's Got Talent. She didn't win, but she got really far into it. And actually, I think she scored a record deal from that. Um, but for me, the experiences that I've had from church and going to church was like, more, I met a lot of people. I had a lot of fun, things like that. It wasn't a matter of, I learned about God and I learned about this and I learned about that. And I learned about this and we recited, um, excerpts, et cetera, and did that. It wasn't like that. It was more fun than anything else. Like I just, I didn't have that sense of like, this is my religion. This is what I want to believe in. This is what I want. You know, it was more of like a, this is what I feel like I need right now. And this is what I'm doing, even though I really don't want to be here, but I feel like I need it type shit. So it was, I don't know. It was, it was, I can't even explain it. Like when I say that I genuinely can't relate, like I'm not saying it in a way of like, oh no, fuck you. Like I can't relate to, you know, religious trauma or whatever it may be. It's just a matter of like, I didn't go through what a lot of other people go through. I wasn't forced to go to church. You know, it was more of a choice for me. And I, 
I remember the times where I would go to my mom and be like, hey, you know, um, can I spend the night with so-and-so and go to church with them in the morning? She would give me this look and like literally look at me like I was fucking nuts. Like I was fucking crazy. And I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It, it, yeah. It was something. It was definitely something. Um, but it's like, I feel bad sometimes because, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, like everything that I talked about in this episode, like my experiences with going to church with other people, I forgot about all of that. As far as I remembered, my encounter with church was when I was super, super young and going with my grandparents. I didn't remember. I don't know. I I feel like I needed to do this episode because maybe that's the shadow work that I need to do tonight and over the next couple of days is like really work on like, why did I feel the need to force myself into something that I didn't want? Like, why is it that I felt the need that I needed to have that stability, even if it was something that I didn't want, you know? I don't know. I will say that it's crazy, though, because it's like, it's insane how you can be talking about something and like, those memories can pop up. But I will say, (laughs) I am going through another spiritual awakening right now. So it could have something to do with that. This could be something that I need to work on. You never know. Like I, I don't look into everything. But like, I have a really big feeling like there's there's a reason why because originally I wasn't going to do this as a podcast episode. I was going to do something along the lines of debunking spell work because there's so many rules and regulations that people expect when it comes to spell work. And I was, I started to record it and I was just like, you know what? No, not today. Not today. And then ended up doing the episode on this. And then all of that came out and all of that was remembered and all of those memories popped up into my head. And now I remember It's kind of crazy. Definitely, definitely crazy. Because I didn't, wow. (laughs) Like, I genuinely didn't even remember any of this. And it's like, I'm sorry to those of you who grew up in households where you were forced to go to church, where you were forced to learn or be a part of a religion that you didn't want to. And You know, it kind of makes me think, like, for those of you who don't know, Christian witches do, in fact, exist. There are witches who are Christian, and that is where the name Christian witches came from, obviously. (laughs) Though, Sydney, I know. But they exist. And I've met Christian witches, and I've met witches who are no longer... Can I talk? Krishan? (laughs) Can I talk? Um... I've met witches who became witches because of Christianity. And it's a, it's a spectrum. And I hope that no one is offended by me saying that, that it's a spectrum. But in my personal experience, like pretty much seeing from like an outsider's point of view, it is a spectrum. Like you have Christian witches 
And then you have witches who became witches because of Christianity. And then you have the whole in-between of like that whole religious trauma of trying to figure out who you are, of trying to figure out what you believe in, of trying to figure out what you want to do, of who you are and all of these things. And it's like, it's a spectrum. And I want you guys to understand, like I have met a lot of people on that spectrum. And granted, no, I personally cannot relate, but I want you also to know that it's not going to happen overnight and that is okay. You don't have to sit here and you don't have to figure this shit out right now. And that is okay. You're not going to know overnight and that is okay. And sometimes I feel bad because it's like, I feel like I really just wanted the experience more than the stability and maybe that's why I felt the way that I did because going to church with all these friends and you know being in and out of different types of churches and meeting different people and being around different all of these just different things I feel like I kind of confused myself with it rather than you know finding something from it and with that it got to a point of like I was just kind of there to be there and to be around other people because I I don't know. I feel like I feel kind of like being around all of these people who knew what they wanted and who knew what they believed in and who knew what religion that they wanted to be a part of or whatever the case was. I felt like being around all of those people who just knew was almost comforting to me because I didn't. And I didn't for a while until my grandparents passed away. And until I really learned about who my grandmother was and I learned, you know, I finally caught on to, you know, what she was doing, the witchcraft, spirituality, mediumship, Reiki. My grandmother was a Reiki master, y'all. I don't know if I've, if I've said that before, but my grandmother was in fact a Reiki master. She knew her shit. And for those of you who are listening to this right now, who are unsure, who are lost, who feel alone, who feel unstable because you're not sure of who you are, what you believe in. It takes time. It takes trial and error. Take it from me (laughs) because I literally went through trial and error with this shit. It takes trial and error. You're not going to do off the bat, but you will find something that takes you in and it's like a breath of fresh air because not everybody believes in witchcraft and that is okay. Granted, us witches, we're like, well, witchcraft is a fucking thing. But then when it comes to Christians, they're like, oh, well, God is a fucking thing, you know? So it's like religion is a very funny subject. It's a very taboo subject. It's a very complicated subject. And I'm glad that I was able to do an episode where I talked about it because I feel like not only did I need to have this conversation with my with myself, but those of you who are listening to this also needed this conversation. You also needed to hear this. You also needed to listen to this because don't force yourself into something that you don't want. Just because you feel the need to have that stability. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Point blank period. 
And did I know that at the time? No. No. But is that okay? Yeah. That's perfectly fucking okay. Take your time with your shit, you guys. Take your time with your shit. So I'm going to leave you guys off with that. Um, I think I babbled enough. <laughs> um, but I will see you guys next week. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. And I hope you guys enjoyed. All right. And I am recording this on Venus Day. And I'm also recording this on Friday the 13th. So it's just the way that shit's working today. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> But either way, I will talk to you guys next week, all right? I hope you guys enjoyed and blessed be.